We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, the topic is what Matt Walsh calls the Democrats' closing argument, castrating our sons, mutilating our girls, and inserting porn into our public school curriculum. I'm going to play a video that The Blaze put out of Riley Flack, a parent down in Stillwater, Oklahoma who's calling out the school board for what he's calling their millstone offenses. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thanks for listening into the show. Again, as I said in the introduction, today's topic is Matt Walsh's tweet that he put out last week, where he said, interesting political strategy, and then he referred to what the closing argument is for the Democrats this political season as we go into the November 8th midterm elections. And Matt Walsh is highlighting the fact that it seems that the Democrats' closing argument is that one of their highest priorities is to abort our babies, castrate our sons, mutilate our daughters, and butcher their minds and souls with their pornography that they're inserting into the local school curriculum. I'm going to actually read that quote again for you after the break, that Matt Walsh quote, that tweet that he put out that caught a lot of attention, and I agree with. And I'm going to deal with that story in the context of Riley Flack's statement in front of the Stillwater Public School Board recently. Riley Flack is a dad down there who actually read an excerpt from one of their books that's available to middle schoolers down there. And you're going to be stunned with what this says if you haven't already heard that that uh, particular audio clip, which I will play for you after the break. And then we're going to deal with all of this within the context of this question. Is it possible today, with all of this garbage going on, with these things being priorities for the Democrat Party, and they are, you can't dispute it, they defend these things, they defend these books that are in your public schools, they defend these ideas that are being inculcated into your minors, kids as young as elementary school age and certainly in middle school. We've got the proof, Riley Flack is actually reading from the book in front of the school board. And we have the proof that Matt Walsh is substantially right, if not completely right, when it appears that the Democrats, sumum bonum, their highest good, the things that they're going to latch onto and not relent whatsoever in any way in the public square, in the public debate, in the market square of ideas, they continue to beat the drum that mutilating our children, aborting our babies, and defending this pornography is a moral good. So the question here is this, can you be a Christian Democrat, or are the days gone where you could legitimately claim to be a Bible-believing, faithful, Orthodox Christian and align with the Democrat Party? I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. 
In 1978, George and Kate Tedford set out to protect Oklahoma businesses better. Today, their son and our CEO, Mark Tedford, is excited to carry on his family's legacy. Professional liability, compliance, property, workers' comp, health and life. Tedford Insurance's dedicated team gives you access to the nation's largest insurance providers, negotiates the best rates, and protects their own legacy like no one else. Call 918-299-2345 or tedfordinsurance.com. The Patriot Auto Group, locally owned and operated. The Patriot family of dealerships takes great pride in supporting the communities we serve throughout the great state of Oklahoma. The Patriot Auto Group's charitable work has been recognized throughout Oklahoma. Whether it's visiting one of our local dealerships or simply shopping and buying online with our doorstep delivery, the Patriot Auto Group takes the stress out of buying a new or used vehicle. And every purchase comes with our exclusive peace of mind, Patriot Pledge. You get engines for life, plus one-year maintenance, and 10 full years of roadside assistance, plus so much more. Sure, we can sell you a car, but supporting our community and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. The Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. In the context of everything I said before the break, I want to play this audio clip of a father down in Stillwater, Oklahoma, who is coming before the school board and making it clear that he has a problem with one of the books that our tax dollars have paid for that is available for middle school age children. Now, I want you to listen to this. But be warned, you're going to be uncomfortable with some of the language. You're going to be uncomfortable with these quotes, what he's reading from this book. But if you're uncomfortable with it, think about your children and ask yourself this question. Why in the world would this stuff be available in our public schools if it makes you uncomfortable? And if you actually think that it's inappropriate to have it on a podcast or radio show, here's Riley Flack, a father from Stillwater, Oklahoma. These books, this is in two elementary schools. It feels good. To Be Yourself, a book about gender identity. Sanger and Will Rogers teaches, teaches the kids that the doctor's merely guessing whether it's a boy or a girl. That's a millstone offense. Explicit child rape, child molestation. Do these have academic value? You guys are going to have to answer that question. And, I, and it shouldn't take a form. If I send an email to a man who's in charge of protecting the innocence of our children and the response is fill out a form, I would consider that a millstone offense. There's a rape of a 10-year-old girl graphic in this book. It's heartbreaking. Uh, by no means should there be um, a ban on books. Don't mistake what I'm saying for that. There ought to be academic books in the school libraries. And this problem, I, I never imagined it would be at my alma mater. I went from fourth grade up to Stillwater Public Schools. I'm, a, I'm an alum. And we have books after book after book after book. This is the junior high. This book contains sexually explicit assault and battery. Um, um, I, I hesitate to read it. 
I, I, I don't feel comfortable reading it to adults. 13-year-olds can check this book out. And you guys have bought it for them and provided it for them. And it needs to be corrected ASAP. Are you going to eat her Yeah, Earl, I'm going to eat her Do you even know how to eat Uh, no, not really. Papa Gaines never sat you down and said, son, one day you're going to have to eat No, but he taught me how to eat a Yep, I would teach you some technique, but it's a little complicated. Son, I don't have time for that. I got 20 over here I need to eat. Is that right? I'm on a deadline. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. There, there, there are 79 in this book. 79. 51 shits, 11 dicks, 15 and nine goddamns, and a list goes on. And you guys need to fix it. Thank you. Okay, so let's get back to the main point here. Riley Flack is pointing out what I've said over and over again on the show, and perhaps even some of you listening to me may have concluded that I was exaggerating the problem. Not in my backyard, surely. Maybe New York City or San Francisco public schools, or Detroit or whatnot, but surely not here in Oklahoma. This is in Stillwater, Oklahoma, folks. I've said it a thousand times. If it's going on in Oklahoma, it's going on in Oregon, Ohio, and any place else across the country. This is not an isolated problem. It exists pervasively across the entire land because this stuff is being promoted by the national teachers' unions. This is being promoted by the official organizations that represent education from kindergarten through graduation in your local public schools. Now, as I evaluate this, I want to do so within the context of what Matt Walsh said last week when he tweeted what he believes to be the Democrats' closing argument for this political season. And again, I want to ask you the question, as you evaluate Riley Flack and what he's saying. Now, did you catch what he said about a millstone moment? What he's saying is that these are examples of violating the very admonition of Christ when he said, if you cause any of these little ones to stumble, it would be better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and be cast into the sea and drowned. Christ was pretty aggressive there. He seems to be elevating that particular sin to uh, maybe even a higher level than other sins because he's saying, I will not tolerate you compromising the innocence of these little children. It would be better for you if I tied a millstone around your neck and threw you into the sea and drowned you, better for you. In other words, the way I'm going to treat you is even worse than that. You need to stop compromising these kids. That's the Piper paraphrase of what Jesus is telling us with regard to the way we're supposed to behave around children. Now, let's get back to the point of a Christian Democrat within the context of this whole debate. And I'm going to argue that we're beyond the point. We're beyond the point in our culture where a biblically faithful Christian can align with this party. You know, I spent well over 30 years of my career in higher education. You know that. I've talked about it many times on this show. And for most of the time, most of my time in the ivory tower, in colleges and universities, I enjoyed a good debate with my peers. 
yeah, I was a conservative, and I was always in the minority because of that, but that didn't impede uh, mutual respect, nor did it hinder friendships with people of different political stripes. Yeah, our differences were stark, but nearly all of our differences boiled down to disputes over means and not the ends. What do I mean by that? Well, all of us, Democrat or Republican, agreed that child care was a good thing, for example. I just believe that the nuclear family and fatherhood and traditional values were the solution. While my more liberal friends, my Democrat friends, argued for more government programs to solve that problem. But we both agreed that child care, caring for children, was a moral good. So we agreed on the ends, we just disagreed on how to get there. Progressives and conservatives alike shared the same goal. And again, we just agreed on how to get to that goal. Democrats and Republicans alike dreamed of Jerusalem, a new Jerusalem, and no one was championing Sodom. We challenged each other's politics, but we never questioned one another's biblical faith. But I'm arguing right now that those days are gone. So let's get to Matt Walsh's post on Twitter. This is what he said. This is a direct quote, not a paraphrase. The Democrats have settled on their closing argument. Vote for us so that we can castrate children, use your money to pay for abortions, and put pornography in your schools. If you don't vote for us, then you are a Nazi and democracy will die. Fascinating political strategy. Close quote, Matt Walsh, last week on Twitter. So, in a very few short words, as Matt Walsh is very adept of doing, he highlighted a very sad and sobering fact, and that's that the Democrat Party is, no, is now so extreme that no serious follower of Christ can align with it. This is no longer uh, a debate among biblical Christians. I'd argue that there's no longer such a thing as a Christian Democrat because of the clear truth that Matt Walsh is pointing out. I don't care what political stripes you are. If you have an ounce of honesty left in your soul, you have to admit that today's Democrat Party, the party, is no longer a party that any thoughtful Christian whether you be Catholic, Orthodox, Anglican, Evangelical, or mainline Protestant, how can you support this? Consider, consider these facts. And these are facts. I'm not, I'm not making this up. Today's Democrats elevate abortion on demand above all else. First trimester, second trimester, third trimester, or even five seconds before birth, it doesn't matter. The Democrat Party has made it very clear. They've made it very clear irrefutably so, that a mother's right to kill her own child and Planned Parenthood's right to sell that infant's heart, liver, kidneys, and lungs for profit is the highest test of political loyalty. Forget child care. Child sacrifice is now the highest good of those who goose-step with Biden and Harris in their march to fundamentally transform our country and our culture. And (laughs) lest you think that infanticide is the only thing that today's Democrats care about. This party, of all things antithetical to biblical faith, has made it explicitly clear that they are far from being proponents of just one issue. Oh no, today's followers of Pelosi and AOC and Gavin Newsom are much more multifaceted than that. No one can accuse them of playing a one-string banjo. No, not at all. Not only do they believe in the moral superiority of dismembering young babies, but they also champion the righteousness of castrating your boys and sexually mutilating your girls. Now, 
there used to be a time where the Hippocratic Oath meant something, but what's that? They don't care. Today's Democrats are much more interested in empowering witch doctors to cut off your son's penis and remove your daughter's breast than they are in protecting your children from this blatant butchery. I mean, you have to wonder if Goebbels smiles from hell at the experiments that not even he dared to try. But physical mutilation isn't the end of it, and that's what this father from Stillwater is pointing out. What about the evisceration of young minds and souls? Today's Democrat Party tells us that the pictures of adult men having oral sex with minor age boys and the graphic depictions of a father raping his daughter are examples of some of the best literature available on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you, you might accuse me of being hyperbolic in saying that. No, check out your local school library for books that I've cited repeatedly on this show. Maia Kababi's Genderqueer and Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. If you want to learn more about what today's Democrat Party defines as social-emotional learning, SEL, for your 12- and 13-year-old sons and daughters, then go check out those books at your library. You might want to ask Joy Hoffmeister, who was in charge of incorporating all this crap into your public schools, why she thinks that's good for the social and emotional health of your minor age kids. It's there. And then you just heard an additional book that you can add to the list and what it contains. This father from Stillwater just read directly from the book and you cringed as you heard it. Admit it. You cringed and you even thought, why do I have to listen to this on a podcast or a radio show? I don't want to think about this stuff. And you could see the school board members in this video, I played you the audio, obviously you can't see what was going on, but you could see the discomfort from the adults, the school board members, as this father read this stuff. Well, if they're uncomfortable with it, why are they saying that it should be available to kids? So here's my point. I used to concede during my entire academic career, I used to concede that there were many Christian Democrats, and there may have been at that time. But I no longer believe that this is true or possible. And why do I say that? Well, let's get back to this father, Riley Flack's main point. He kept talking about millstone moments. What was he talking about? Again, Jesus himself said, if anyone causes one of these little ones to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Close quote. That's Jesus. It's not me. It's not this father from Stillwater. It's not some other conservative who's upset about this stuff. It's Jesus. Jesus is saying that if you cause a little one, a child, to stumble, it'd be better for you if you had a large millstone. What's a millstone? It's those great big stones that used to be in the mill to grind the grain. Thousands of pounds. It'd be better if you had one of those huge boulders, one of those huge millstones tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the ocean. It'd be better for you. He's not saying that's the end of it. You'd be better off if that happened to you than to suffer what's going to happen to you if you cause one of these little ones to stumble. Castrating our sons? We're doing it. 
These people are advocating it. A minor has the right, the right to defy his parents, to defy his parents, and the local school counselor will not inform mom and dad. A minor has the right. This is their argument. They believe that a minor has the right to defy his parents, go to a local school counselor, and start pursuing transition therapy and even transition surgery, and that mom and dad should have no say in this. And what does that transition therapy and surgery involve? Castrating a boy, mutilating a daughter, a girl. So we're going to castrate our sons and mutilate our daughters, remove their testicles, remove their ovaries, hysterectomies for girls, castration for boys, and oh, by the way, we're going to kill tens of thousands of babies. It doesn't matter that they are only five seconds before birth. It's the woman's right to choose to kill that child if it inconveniences her. doesn't matter that it has a separate body. It's not the woman's body we're talking about. We're talking about another human being's heart, lungs, kidneys, fingers, toes, eyes, ears, nose, and mouth, and brain. We're talking about that. We're talking about giving a woman the right to kill that for whatever reason, even if it's five seconds before moving through the birth canal and having a different location, where I guess we still assume it would be illegal to kill it then because that'd be murder. I've said it over and over again on this show. What changed other than location? Did the ontological, logical, theological, epistemological reality of that thing change? No. What it was five seconds before birth is what it is five seconds after birth. And what it is five seconds after birth is what it was five seconds before birth. Nothing has changed other than ten seconds and it moved. It's a human being with a separate body. And it, it has the right to life and liberty and to pursue purpose, happiness, to understand that it's the Omago Dei that it is created in the image of God, this boy or this girl. So we're castrating our sons, mutilating our daughters, killing our babies, and now we're normalizing pornography in our schools. That's what we're doing, and that's what Matt Walsh is pointing out. That's the closing argument for the Democrat Party. And here's my point, and I think this is what Riley Flack's point is down in Stillwater when he keeps referring to millstone offenses. If castrating our sons and mutilating our daughters, killing our babies, and normalizing pornography in our schools, if these things don't fall under Christ's definition of causing little ones to stumble, I don't know what does. I mean, call me crazy, but defining yourself as a follower of Christ while he's tying a millstone around your neck? That seems just about as nuts as pretending you care about children while you cut off their functioning organs and corrupt their innocence with your porn. Christian? No. No, no, no. I don't think so. 
to advocate for those things. And you might say, well, not all Democrats believe in that. And I, I know that's true. There are many people who are still registered Democrats who either because of ignorance or being misled, I don't know, they still register as Democrats, but they don't believe in this stuff. But if you don't believe in this stuff, then switch your party because your party does. Your party leadership is promoting this. Joy Hoffmeister believes in this. Voting for her is voting for this stuff. Aligning with a party that believes that it's a moral good to cut off functioning organs from children. I'm going to repeat it again. To castrate your sons, mutilate your daughters, kill your babies, normalize pornography in your schools. If this stuff, this garbage, these blatant sins don't fall under what Christ is defining as causing a little one to stumble, I don't know what does. And if you're going to define yourself as a Christian while supporting a party that is placing those things above all, all else, and it's irrefutable, they do. What Democrats in Washington, D.C., name me one that is standing aggressively, forthrightly against this stuff and saying, no, we cannot do this. This is evil. This is wrong. Name me one. So again, I'm going to say this. I may be crazy, but claiming to be a Christian, well, he is rhetorically tying a millstone around your neck for supporting this stuff, compromising the innocence of children. Claiming to be a Christian while doing that seems to be a little out of place. It's about as nuts as pretending you are for child care while you advocate cutting off functioning organs from children, or pretending you care about kids while you continue to corrupt their innocence with your porn. So again, I say it. Is this Christian? No, I don't think so. Here's a verse I've read to you over and over again. And I, wanna, I want you to just rest on this and think about this. Because we live in a day where people will say, well, that's too aggressive. You've been rather harsh. Uh, your commentary is quite strident. It doesn't seem Christ-like to me because we all know that Jesus was just a nice guy. Uh, kindness it was, his, was his marching order. That was his highest good, to just be kind and inclusive and accepting and affirming and tolerant. I mean, we know that Jesus is just going to give us a great big kumbaya hug at the end of days, right? Well, Revelation twenty-two fifteen. People say Jesus doesn't address any of this stuff. And if he didn't address it, he obviously didn't think it was a priority. He didn't care. You conservatives are being way too judgmental and you're fixated on this stuff. Jesus didn't care. He didn't ever speak to it, right? Well, Revelation twenty-two fifteen. Outside are the dogs, the sexually immoral, the murderers, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony 
for the churches. Close quote. Revelation 22.15. That's Jesus. This is the take-home, the end. This is the grand finale of the Bible, folks. And Jesus doesn't seem to be very tolerant or inclusive or affirming of those who practice sexual immorality, the murderers, and everyone else who loves and practices falsehood. He says, outside are those dogs. And then says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. So if you're going to claim to be part of the church, part of the body of Christ, and support stuff that Jesus said would lead to you being drowned in the depths of the sea with a millstone tied around your neck. You might want to reevaluate your political affiliation. And you might want to take this all into consideration as you prepare to vote on November 8th. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.